0: evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. I am so honored and so joyful to introduce today's guest, whom I follow, who I've also been a guest on her podcast, Ms. Julie Stillman, she is an income acceleration coach and, and she also is the host of the Prosperous Feminine, a podcast that really is focused on how to move past those roadblocks around your money and get to the money, get to your dreams and um, and welcome to the show. That's all I have to say. I'm so happy. Oh my gosh you.
1: thank you. I so love the episode we did for me. I can't wait to do this with you. Yeah. And I'm so love your vibe and what you stand for and everything that you share with people. I think you're making a huge difference. And I'm a big fan and supporter. Thank you so much. The feelings are mutual and I love <laughs> mutual. And
0: I know we um can jump right in because we already have a little bit of rapport. And I would love for um our listeners, our viewers to really understand the why. Like, why do you do the Prosperous Feminine Podcast? What is your mission, your vision around the work in, in empowering women with, with these um, tools and principles?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking that. You know, it started for me as a little kid. I wanted to go to uh, Africa before I died. I had a big passion for animals. We always watch Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. You're probably too young to know what that is. You know, I don't <laughs> and- know what that is. <laughs> okay, well, you have to Google it. It was a really awkward show, but it was about um, footage of wildlife in Africa. And I was enamored as a child. And I remember that having this download of you need to go to Africa before you die. And I was like, Okay, you know, yeah. like who said that, like one of those divine imperative kind of things that later I would understand that that's what it was. And you know, I kind of looked around at my three older brothers and my parents, and I was like, they'll never let me go. I have to have my own money. And that's really what happened this like whole thing. And so my life became really, I was so freedom oriented that I really wanted my own money. I didn't want my dad to tell me what I could do. And not want my mom to tell me what I could do. You know, I really kind of wanted to carve my own path. And, you know, so my choices in high school and college, And all of that all were sort of filtered around that. And then I ended up in corporate America and I ended up earning my way out at forty seven. And so, you know, backwards a little bit. That kind of wasn't probable, you know, when I started. But I started to figure out how to navigate the traditionally masculine money making system on feminine terms. Mm. Again, I wouldn't unpack that till a lot later. But what I see my why is to impact a generation of women to move out of financial fragility in their business into financial security. Because yep. we are living in a time when the loss of uncertainty, the loss of certainty is epic right, we are living on shifting sands we're watching species go away we're watching the planet burn the elements have been unleashed and. Um, so. It's like there's so much happening and there's this longing to want to mobilize. And so yeah. we really don't have a lot more time to waste about sitting in our own wounding and our fantasies and, you know, indulging living a limited money life. Yeah. You know, it's like the Maui, you know, I lived in Hawaii for ten years. So watching I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So watching what happened in La Highness, like the first thing I yeah. wanted was if I was a billionaire, I would have mobilized a cruise ship. Like I would have done something, you know? And so there's this longing to like, really want to be able to help more people. And if we're sitting worrying about our bills or we're, our business is okay, we're, we're okay, but we're not thriving, we're, we're less able to actually help more people. And so that's really my big, why does that make sense? A
0: hundred percent, and I love that you shared your childhood story because I didn't have to dig for it. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of our um, hangups and our our roadblocks and our and our things that hold us back start very early on, really start young, and 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 a lot of us aren't willing, first of all, to acknowledge we don't we can't we can't see it, so it's hard for us to acknowledge it. Let's know and do the work to heal that, and the fact that you are hyper aware of the of the masculine construct that is our yeah. business society our corporate society and and I shouldn't say there's anything necessarily wrong with it but it's just imbalance and especially as a woman it's really difficult to navigate that space so of course the next question is going to be how did you figure that out you know and then <laughs> <laughs> and then what kind sort of work did you do to undo all that, especially at the right, beautiful age of 47, when most of us are giving up on on life at that point? Yeah. They're going out.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and I just want to paint the picture a little more because I was in corporate in the 80s and 90s, again, probably predating you <laughs> and the early 2000s. And I was in the sales organization of these big organizations and all my clients were household brands. So it's me in seven Armani suits in a room like every single day, hour after hour, you know, it's like it doesn't get more sort of patriarchal than that. And what I would say what the one thing I would say is there is a faction of the traditionally masculine money making system that is out to get other people. There yeah. is a faction of that that are just doing the best they can and following the rules they were given right right so just let's be a little fair. And right. we can't use that as an excuse because but, then we're colluding with it and yeah. for me what it became about was like, my filter was, I need to get to Africa before I die. And again, at that age, I didn't really get why that was so strong of an impulse. So when I was in corporate in sales, you know, the guys are like, women aren't good at sales, they leave money on the table, you're gonna, we're not going to train you, you're gonna have a baby and leave anyway, you know, all those kinds of things. And I realized that if I bought into all the stuff they were telling me, I was never going to get to where I wanted to go. Like they directly competed with what? my goal. And yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, I was being really divinely guided about how to navigate it. And I later learned, which is why I have a leopard up here. I noticed that when you said like, you love animals, I was like, of course, she has. That. Of course, because I'm also a wildlife photographer. But what in now what I can tell you now, looking back is that I was working with animal energy. I was working with animal wisdom. Yes. Like I, my instincts started kicking in. I was like, it's a particular habitat. There's a particular ecosystem here. There's well, their rules of the game, but I wanted, and I tried it the bro way for a while and failed miserably. <laughs> Miserable, <laughs> like I like would leave meetings and would like purge or would have massive migraines and yes. you know, the whole thing. And one day, I I I was in a meeting with Mazda. We were working on a big deal and an exclusive. I'd done everything the bro way, I'd followed all the rules, checked the list, and I walked into the meeting and they said, we're not going to use you at all. We're going with someone else and we're giving them all the money. And my manager, of course, was waiting for me to call him after this meeting to tell him we'd won multiple millions of dollars in advertising revenue. That's not the phone call I had to make. And I lived in L.A. at the time, so I was stuck on the 405 freeway, which anybody knows, right? You know, the pain of that (laughs) on a Friday afternoon is a really bad idea. You might as well just pitch a tent because you're going to be there till Saturday morning. But I had all this time to think and I was mad. I was like, this is no. And I realized that I was abdicating what I knew. I was that I had instincts about the client and what they needed and that there was a inner attunement that was wiser than sort of what the rules of the game were. And I, I had just like, I was angry. And then I finally reached a point where I was like, I actually have something to say. And if the client knew what I knew, they would buy. That was my mantra. And I've remembered it to this day. And I shifted gears in that moment. And what did I do there is I actually took my sovereignty. I took my autonomy. I came into a mindset that no one owns me and they don't own my talents. Right. And so all of a sudden navigating, there was a way to play the game, you know, like leopards move through a habitat and they know when to be in the open, when not to be in the open and when to strike, they know how to pinpoint and assess. And somehow I had a natural ability to do that. I think it's because I was my father's daughter and my dad was super strategic and he always taught us to think, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I knew how to kind of logic through things anyway, like that's the thing. And I would, you know, to your listeners say, especially as women, money has been a hostile environment, right? It hasn't been a friendly environment for most of us. Yeah, the programming and the conditioning around it was all intended to keep women or people that orient with the feminine very down and not actually playing the game and not actually being empowered financially because other people got to profit because of that, you know, and so it's been ongoing. So we're in a culture that even today, with the feminine rising, the women that I see and work with, there's still a big insecurity and a lack of stabilization in their businesses because of all these in positions and conditioning and one of the core mindsets is they feel like someone owns them. And so they're beholden to other. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Okay. Let's
0: unpack. This I know that was one. a lot <laughs> because one thing that deeply resonated with me was the fact that you were sitting in traffic. First of all, like I, this happened to me just two days ago and you really want to like beats, beat beat them, you know what i'm saying the steering oh wheel. yeah you want to throw things <laughs> you want to fish <laughs> so like you're in this state of rage in a sense but it, of course the rage is not directed towards anyone but yourself yeah. and so you're looking at yourself because you've betrayed yourself yes you have to be honest with yourself yes you better but yet you still chose a different path yeah and first of all that in and of itself, should be celebrated. And I know there is someone out there that's ha- having this experience, yeah. has had this experience, that needs to understand that's a beautiful place to start, that's a beautiful place to be to really start to see your truth. Start to know your truth and walk in your truth and say, this will never fucking happen again. That's right. right now. So I want to acknowledge that because that is a beautiful awakening moment for so many people, especially what you went through. Yeah, And the point that really resonates with me, and I'm sure our listeners, because this is a a, a sour point for men and for women that money has been weaponized, Absolutely. money has been weaponized in this prison matrix to keep us controlled, yeah. suppressed, divided, and fighting and competing amongst each other. Yes, especially in business, yeah. especially in business. Why would we? Call ourselves competitors. Why would we compete for a pie that is infinite? An infinite amount of resources and money available to us, yet we're competing for why? Right. And this is really the point that I want to drive home for a lot of our listeners, for a lot of our viewers, that we must start developing a different relationship with wealth and money. Because wealth is not just money. Wealth is the peace we have inside. So we're not sitting in a car ready to kill ourselves or someone around us, which absolutely does happen. Yeah, for sure. And we're having the wealth of experiences with our family. So we're not working so damn hard that we don't even get to know our kids and our spouses. Okay. And then there's a wealth in our experience with ourselves that we're out on because we're too busy pleasing other people. This extends far beyond money. <laughs> I understand that, that wealth for many people, they don't really start to see this holistic view of wealth. So that's why I'm so grateful that you brought up this idea and this construct of money being used as a weapon, especially for women, but
1: we all know for everybody. For everybody, for everybody. What, that's true. And definitely the definitely the men who are, you know, very open-hearted and all of that get hit by it as well and i want to i this is where i come into relationship because i have such a love for earth and nature and the wild ones that right. if you ever spend time in a truly wild habitat like in africa where you know it's kilometers before there's any people or dwellings around which that every year that's less and less and less and it's very quick it's happening very quickly but well, um you start to notice that there's a nature's very generative yes like nature refreshes itself it doesn't overuse itself it doesn't yeah. overconsume. sometimes something's out of balance but then eventually it balances itself Not versus bad. a lot of corporate especially in the us and business models are very consumptive it's everything's for profit and yes. I don't have an issue with profit. I have an issue with the intention of how you acquire the profit and what you do with the profit. If you're just Thanks. trying to get the top three people at the top, you know, more multi-million dollar bonuses that I don't give a rip about, that I actually don't care about because they're using a lot of people to get that and they don't share it, right? So what you were just saying about wealth and having a, a wealth consciousness about your business model we actually need on the planet because we've seen what our consumptiveness, our epic, you know, unbelievable addictive consumptiveness is doing to our environment. Right. And, and if we look at that as a metaphor, that nature has all the blueprints for how to thrive already in it. So mm. why wouldn't we look more closely at that for how to run a business
0: mm. right? more
1: sustainably so that it's a generative type of model, so these models where we get consumed by overworking and overgiving and under earning are consumptive models they're stealing something they're taking something they're out of yeah. balance yeah. right yeah and so a lot of times that's money or greed or the chase or the hunger and then you know the lion pride sets up and the male lions all get into competition with each other and so wow. in a lot of ways we've we've developed a, a us economy is lion's share right? Ooh. That's the mentality. And, and when that happens in the wild, they eat everything and then there's nothing left. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like nature shows you that doesn't work. Ooh. And there's other generative systems like dolphins are very high, highly functioning social structures. Why wouldn't we look at that as developing using that as a model for the ecosystem of our businesses especially if we have a lot of people right like i'm just using examples here but like is this making i love sense that you bring that saying? up
0: so if you can let's just continue with that idea yeah so if we were to look at dolphins for example what about the dolphin social social structure or um yeah dolphin existence could be modeled for human beings
1: so there's there's a lot to that. And we would actually have to actually grow and evolve who we are. So first of all, they are they operate as a community. Sometimes they break off into smaller subgroups like breakout rooms if you will. <laughs> you know, and but they all function as a big community and the goal is that the community thrives. Right? And that includes that the individual thrives, but the individual doesn't thrive at the cost of another. Right? and they're in they're in very high communication with each other and they don't battle with each other for that right Right? there's like not a superior being who's like at the helm of something there are leaders in the group there are matriarchs and patriarchs in the group but they don't they don't take that as a righteous position or as a power position they're actually in leadership meaning the moves they make the decisions they make are for the thriving of the whole you know And so it's, they stay in communication with each other, but each individual animal has their own self-leadership. They're in self-leadership versus always acting out of competition and self-protection. Now, there are times when they go into all of that, especially if mating and stuff like that is going on, but they never forget that as a unit, that's the goal is that the unit thrives.
0: Okay. So in taking this, um to a more metaphysical level and thinking about the human. Yeah. Being, you're saying as as human beings, first and fundamentally, we have to evolve our consciousness to think about the collective. And, and to your point, that's something particularly in United States culture that fundamentally does not exist because it is a very individualistic society, which in in some cases, like you shared, is okay when you're thinking about yourself. However, there needs to be some self-governance, some yes. self-moderation in the process so that we're not stepping on other people's toes or killing someone else, killing it to get to where we need to go. So in thinking about this collectivity, that's first and foremost where we need to start.
1: Yeah. And it like, can you see how that automatically reduces any desire for this competition where I'm going to take you out? Kind right. of thing. You know, yeah. and it's like throw you under the bus. I'm gonna throw you under all of that, right? All of those phrases are actually really aggressive when you take them apart. Right. You know? Um, I'm coming for you. Yes. I'm gonna throw you under the bus. Any of those kinds of things are actually really aggressive comments. Making it to the top, making like- it to the top, I'm gonna be number one, which is exclusive. Yeah. It's an exclusive yes. statement. Right. Yeah, the the thing is We've become, especially in the U.S., a very unhealthy society because we've somehow decided to justify our traumas and our wounds as our reasons for bad behavior Yeah, and that we don't have to take responsibility. Yes. And so when we're talking about self-governance and self-leadership, we're mm-hmm. talking about the ability to identify when you're out of balance and having the skills, capacities to actually re-regulate. <laughs>
0: And that's where you're bringing up the sort of nature comparative yeah. technology Is when you're in a, a generative state, then you're able to see, oh wow, actually, this overconsumption is is not is actually decreasing. there's diminishing returns to this because the greed and the overworking and the burnout actually detracts from my ability to exist healthily on this planet. So that's not a generative way of existing, essentially.
1: Yeah, no, it's not. And it also rests upon the assumption that there isn't enough for all that part. Right. Mm -hmm. But nature never assumes that. Right. There's enough for right now. Mm -hmm. There's enough for the next couple of days. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that we should run our business paycheck to paycheck, but I'm saying that there's there's a moderation in there. There's a like we need to go more for sustainability than for more, 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 exclusively more. Mm, I love it, that. We really pick it apart and we sat down and I sat Jeff Bezos next to you and I, or Elon Musk or whomever else. And we went, what do you Which actually do, I okay. Right? Well, I'm actually kind of tired of them asking the billionaire males what the social narrative is. So I'm just gonna put my little snarky comment in there about that. <laughs> I want them to be asking you and me, billionaire, multi-billionaire gazillionaire females about what the cultural narrative is. (laughs) Yes,
0: I hear you on that.
1: But if you really sat down and went like, this is a guy that eats and breathes and goes to the bathroom and has normal aches and pains like everyone else, what are you gonna do with a billion dollars? Really? Oprah, what are you really gonna do with a billion dollars? Period. Period. How many houses, how many airplanes, how many yachts? I love how it. about up, yep. <laughs> right? Like, how about when Lahaina's burning down, you take all your yachts over there and you let people live on them and you pay them? How about that idea? How about that? Right. So a redistribution of wealth, but also a different context for being wealthy.
0: Right. And also understanding that there's no waste in doing that. No. When we're supporting others, when, when, Whenever there is investment, there is always a return. And let me, let me just put that out there. Like, because boom, I,
1: done. Yes. Boom,
0: done. Because I feel like this is something, too, that even I have to understand for myself because I've made a lot of what I thought were poor decisions in terms of hiring someone or paying someone or paying for this or buying that. But there is never nothing lost when money is spent, Period. And we have to understand that that is essentially the the price we pay for the the lessons in in, in the life that we exist here on this planet is that it's the currency, it's the flow, and money is that in order for us to have those lessons and those experiences. So putting ourselves, for example, in an Oprah shoe and shoes saying, okay, I'm going to use my boats and my yachts and my team to support these people. Imagine the press she would get, imagine the interviews she would get, imagine... They may put a boat, build on a boat, Oprah's and Like, who knows what could come from this? But I can only imagine that there could be nothing lost by this. So that's why it begs the question, why don't they do this? Why don't they do this? And I I talk to this all the time about my clients because the way in which these so-called billionaires got to their wealth was not the proper path.
1: It was a super consumptive
0: path. It was not the proper path. And it was definitely emboldened and enlivened by forces that were not aligned with goodness and righteousness and justness, which is what we stand for today. And when we're thinking about that, then we start to question, okay, well, then what kind of people are these? What kind of people are these Jay-Zs and these Beyoncés and these Oprahs and these Elon Musks and these Bill Gates? What kind of people are they?
1: Impunity, and the list goes
0: on. Yeah. The list goes on and on and on. These people have billions of dollars to your point, yet we're only seeing a fraction of the of the impact that they're having beyond beyond their celebrity. It really is only a fraction. Yeah. And so then that begs the question for us, if, the, if this is what we desire for ourselves, I tell everyone all the time that I'm on a billionaire path, trillionaire path. I had this conversation on the, la- on the last podcast. Why not go for big trillions of dollars? What do I plan to do with it? and i have a very desire exactly. for how i'm going to execute this and support the world in lifting human consciousness and the, the vibration of the planet like this is my role that i'm playing with in co-creation with god and this is what i encourage and inspire my clients to do my viewers my listeners to do as well if this is what you desire if this money if this money chase is really something that 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 fires you up sparks you up then do it in co-creation with God in a divine path in a divine way. And I promise you, you'll never fail. And I always talk about that.
1: I love that. And I think what you're highlighting, so two things, first, I wanna go back to our financial mistakes. I kept hundreds of thousands of dollars in financial mistakes. I've decided that I have a new reframe for it. Yeah. unsuspected charitable donations, unexpected charitable do- <laughs> charitable donations, right? Yeah. Like, let's frame it as that and said, I did something wrong. And yeah, watch your decision making in the future and learn what motivated it and how that motivation didn't really serve, you know, and yeah. but they're unexpected charitable donations because somebody somebody got fed someone got paid, you know, yeah. some somebody got a job. So yeah. Like that's part of societal support, even if you didn't get what you were buying or what you're paying for. And there are some tricksters out there who just take money. And listen, if you want to take my clean money and make it dirty with your intentions, I I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you're in my karmic downline. You know what I'm saying? It's like, (laughs) that's your ride to be on. I don't want any part of that. But you know, what you're highlighting here is I did read an article and i don't know if it's true or not that jeff bezos and his fiance are going to donate 100 million dollars to rebuild lahaina my hope is after living in hawaii you learn a lot about you know white imposition on a first nation people and what i would say is that i hope that the people that have aloha in their heart actually get to make those decisions you know just that's what i just want to say about that uh you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh, yes, I <laughs> on
0: that part.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but this whole thing about money is. People really misunderstand it, that it is energetic, metaphysical, but it's also physical. Yes. And so people tend to really work. Either on the very physical side, like all the examples we've been giving, which is very, very physical, very, very consumptive. Yeah. And, or they work on all the metaphysical side. Well, I'm going to sit in my chair and manifest. And some of that can be a lot of spiritual bypassing. The secret is to actually do both. That if you're aligned, if you're aligned in your spiritual connection, your souls knowing what i call wild instinct the animals don't walk around wondering who they are A leopardess doesn't walk through her habitat going is my butt too big and will i find a man like there's none of that going on because she's fully realized soul she's totally she never questions her intelliki or her knowing and a big piece of this is metaphysically you want to be in your knowing but then you want to act on the physical world reality from that knowing that's a much more balanced place, right right, to get this done. Yeah, and if you're just acting physically, you get into the lion's share thing, right? And it's almost addictive, it becomes almost like an ADD about it, you know, it's like a hyper. And we you can actually see, you know, people all amped up and worried about, you know, it's like the guys on Wall Street, like, you know, they're like this, you know, and that's the environment, that's the ecosystem that they're in. There's also an adaptive mindset to that, but it assumes there isn't enough for everybody. it's Mm -hmm. like, what are you gonna do with a billion dollars? Like really break it down. What are you gonna actually do? You just want the money, you just want the net worth, you wanna bump chests with someone else? Or do you wanna take that money and actually help humanity in ways that it's needed? Help the planet in ways that it's needed? when i'm a billionaire i'm buying land i'm putting it in trust they're going to be 3000 year trust you can't touch it it's going into conservancies no development no fences wild space and no humans like that's that's one of my visions i have many but that would be the first thing that i would do you I know and that. let critically endangered species and watersheds and things that have been rerouted or affected or impacted or dried up actually come back. Like mm. let the land do its own thing. Yes. I love that. And I love especially
0: that we've had this conversation around nature because Yeah. Okay, I grew I'm a city girl. <laughs> and I'm and I just recently, for many of my viewers and listeners may know this, I recently um acquired twelve acres of property last year to build a corporate healing space. It's called
1: <gasps> And I don't think you knew about it. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Now I'm really fanning on you. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. So it'll be live in 2025, but the vision is just that to utilize and work with nature to bring about the healing that will enable us to do better in the world. Period. I love it. Executives, as leaders, um, as visionaries, and of course, as human beings. And for me, I have very, like, this is me walking. I'm being completely transparent. Walking on my land today, I'm like walking through spider webs, screaming and like flailing my arms because I have been so disconnected from nature. I really have lost that that appreciation and connectivity. And I know if this is coming from me, someone who's done a lot of spiritual work, then I can only imagine the state of other human beings, especially in the United States and how disconnected we fundamentally are from nature. So I hope that yeah. if this conversation inspires other folks to really question what is my responsibility to my mother, to Mother Earth, to where I come from, to where this body came from. We all know that from ashes to ashes, from dust to dust, yeah. and we all can agree on that. So if yeah. we agree that this is from where we came What is our relationship to this place and how are we going to honor that in this walk? I really get that from this conversation for real.
1: Yeah, I've been on a number of people are buying land and they're doing rituals on them. And there's a lot of one of the level awarenesses that I want to bring is we need to do more of that. We need to buy more land. We need to let more land do what it does without our as minimal imposition as possible. And And when we're in those land blessing rituals is when people say, oh, to those who walked before, and they're usually talking about a First Nation people, and we want yeah. that. But yeah. like there's something that walked before First Nation people, and What's those what? are the animals.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. And before that, and before that, and before that, and no disrespect to humans, but like, let's actually own the real lineage, the mm-hmm. full lineage.
0: I love that. I love that. Honor the earth first. And I know we're um, coming up on time. So I wanted to invite you to share with folks, how can they stay in touch with you? What are some offerings that you may have now that you want to share with folks and kind of just use this
1: as your stage to promote you? Oh my gosh. Thank you. Now I'm getting all (laughs) shy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So my name, Julie Steelman, S T E E L M A N dot com Julie Steelman on Instagram Julie Steelman on Facebook and I am hosting master classes once a month on the ultimate prosperity breakthrough is a lot of what we were talking about about purpose and passion and self-belief financial security earning power and philanthropy how the prosperity is when all of those are dialed in not when one of those are dialed in So they can go to juliesteelman.com slash yes, if they want to register for one, an upcoming one of those, or go to juliestielman.com And at the footer, you can sign up for the five fast shifts to triple your income, which are all about a different kind of consciousness of mindset that put you in what we've been talking about. You know, I think the big key here is that there's all this chaos and there's there's this incredible what I've called yesterday a wild quickening happening yeah yeah and people are being very impacted by the energy of that it's an eco grief let's just name it it's an eco grief we can feel it our home is being affected but there's also an opportunity to be catalyzed inside of that in this place now where we live with a loss of certainty And one of my spiritual mentors said something to me that's really stuck about we're moving from a me world, which is what current U.S. society is, to a we world. And as we're walking across that bridge, some people are going to fall in the water. Yes. Some people are going to face plant, and some people are going to cooperate, and some people are going to let the eco grief and the catalyzation touch them in a deep place. That has them motivated in a different way, that has a lot more meaning and purpose in it, which is why I think we're all here anyway. Yes. We're
0: here for evolution. We're here for lessons. And we're here for growth, period. period. Whether, you're, whether you're conscious of it or not, that's why your soul came. And so, Julie, I just want to thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your encouragement, for your mm-hmm. enlightenment this has been a blessing to me because I rarely do I get to have these deep, deep money conversations, especially on the show. Um, so thank you for that. And yeah, I have to thank you for that.
1: Thank you. I love, I just, I love who you are that you bought land, encourage people to do that and not build on it or minimally. And you know, that what you're standing for and the message that you're bringing is so key to what the big transition is that we're going through as a species. So I'm all about it. Thank you. Yes, Kawesha Ranch. And for all of you all who all <laughs> don't know,
0: this is the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. We're at Instagram, on YouTube. I'm also at I am Erin Patton on Instagram threads, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course on YouTube. And I thank you all so much for checking us out. Please check out the next episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. And until then, I love you all very much. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it with your friends. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.